Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. Uh, no, I can't believe I can't believe I've spoken to you every Wednesday 140 times on camera. There's been a couple here and there. Yeah, yeah. But I have spoken to you 140 times on 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 a Wednesday. Oh, shit. Sean, your uh, audio is not coming through. Whose audio is not coming through? Sean's audio is not coming through? Yeah, why is that not coming through? Come on, Brady. Man, is Melissa sitting here? (laughs) She's sitting in a corner somewhere. Yep, Melissa is somehow sabotaging Brady. How did this happen? He can't figure out what's going on. What? Now, nobody could hear what you just said. Somebody said, Sean, have my wife's babies? Yeah, in the, in the live chat. Somebody wants their child to look like Sean Ross Sapp, to come out of the womb. Well, of course. It's because I'm super tall. Okay, it's, coming, tall. it's coming through now. Is it working now? Yeah, I see it. The levels are going. I don't know why. It was like- okay, what's up, you guys? <laughs> All right. Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Just lots of stuff going on at Fightful. Me and Jimmy already shot the shit. Yeah, I about have... how how long we've done this show, but yeah, yeah. I have two things I want to mention before we tackle the uh, the wrestling news. Uh, okay. The first the first thing is I have a surprise today. Uh, if anybody missed it on Twitter, 
I did a little tease. I have a surprise today that I'm going to reveal to the viewers of Fightful.com uh, uh, or the Listening Boy, as well as the Sean Ross app. At the end of the broadcast, I'm going to reveal that surprise. So if you're watching live, you got to wait for the end of the show. If you're watching later on YouTube, you can just do the little whoosh thing if you want and go to the end of the show and see that. That's number one. Number two, Sean, I want to ask you a question. I have noticed a lot of people lately on YouTube and on Twitter referencing you cutting your hair. Uh, and one guy even suggested that I book Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> and my question is, where did this come from all of a sudden? Okay. Big, big thanks to uh, my videographer from StarCast for trying to get me literally butchered. Because I don't know if you've seen WrestleMania 3. There ain't anybody I want cutting my hair less than Brutus Beefcake. They were having a big problem that night with the, with the shears. Yeah, they were having a big problem that night. So with I, that. I started to get a bunch of messages after uh, last week's show. And admittedly, like I would like to say that I don't understand what people are talking about. But I kind of, people were like, oh, I didn't realize your hair was that long. And I didn't realize my hair was as long as it was. Until there was like the side view of the hair going down my back. And I was like, all right, yeah, I guess I can see that. But uh, no, no, I had somebody offering me like 500 bucks on the Raw show. And I was like, no, nah, I think I think I'm going to pass on that, Lonnie. So somebody asked me if I would like pony up the dough to get you to cut your hair. And what I said was, why don't we do a GoFundMe? Uh, and then I asked, what's the what's the, the amount? Like, what would the target be? And I guess this is a Sean Ross app question. What would the target be in order to uh, successfully do a GoFundMe and have you cut your hair live on the air? And just for shits and giggles, I'll send Brutus Beefcake to you in Kentucky. No, we ain't doing that. Just for fun? We, we ain't doing that, man. No? Uh, he got caught with Coke at a Subway once. We ain't doing that. He oh. ain't coming to my house. Did I tell you my Brutus, the Beef, uh, Brutus Beefcake story? No. Okay, we're not going to talk about it on the air today. I'll tell you off oh, air. Oh, okay, okay. I'll tell you I don't know. I, I once joked 15000 but it definitely wouldn't be anywhere near that. Um, I, oh, I had I had a promoter in Ohio offer me 200 bucks one time. Uh, that was that was a funny one. I don't know what like what they would – if they would have had me like lose a match or something, like what would have happened there. Yeah. But it ain't 200 bucks. That, uh, that'll tell you. So what's the magic number? Know. Considering that you grew it out uh, in the first place for cancer, so we shouldn't make this about you profiting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what would the magic number be? And would you donate that, that amount? Or would you like maybe do a 50-50 split or something? Like, Have you thought about that? I'd do a split for sure. For sure. So what's the magic number? How much were you going to pay Russo and Cornette? 10 grand each. Woo! Boy! But that's different because we'd actually yeah. make we'd actually make money on that. Well, I would make money on this. You, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but in the cornet situation, I would actually make money cuz we'd film it and turn it into a thing, you know? I'm not sure that I want to cut my hair, Jimmy. Really? Not sure. Not sure. It's looking awful pretty. It's awful pretty. I've learned some things like I thought that you you like cut it up like here. No, that's not the case. You got to cut it like down here where the ponytail starts. Like I've learned so much over the last couple of years. I mean, I've been growing this hair for two and a half years now. I know you look like a different guy from the guy I hired. I know I'm beautiful. I'm so tall too. You look like you got you you uh, got lost on an island and and nobody found you for like three years. Well, aren't you glad that you did? <laughs> All right, let's get on with Wilson! the wrestling news. Yeah. 
Let's get on with the wrestling news. Uh, and Sean already alluded to this. Next week, the wrestling war returns. And uh, I feel bad for, like, devout wrestling fans that want to watch every minute of every piece of wrestling. Because holy shit, Sean. So next, as of next week, Monday night, you have the season premiere bra next week. Then on Tuesday, Impact starts on Access. It's not going to be their weekly show. They're going to be airing pay-per-views from 2019 first. But starting next week, they're doing that. Wednesday, you've got NXT head-to-head with AEW, which is going to be fun. Uh, Thursday, they're going to move NXT UK to Thursdays at 3 o'clock Eastern time. That's as effective next week. And then Friday's uh, SmackDown moves to Fox. Then there's still, like, Ring of Honor and syndication, because I saw you post this. Ring of Honor and syndication, MLW, uh, Women of Wrestling. So much shit, Sean. New Japan still on access. So it's who can watch this much stuff, Sean? Nobody can. But the, no. the benefit is, if if you want something to watch, if you if you want to like some wrestling, there's something there for you. There is. And we're not even talking Total Divas, Miz and Misses, stuff like that. Yeah. All the digital content that's out there. NWA are doing tapings in a couple, like next weekend. Yep. Now, I want to get to some breaking news, but first I just want to note, and I I think our Canadian viewers already know this, but uh, SmackDown is going to be airing live on Sportsnet on Friday nights. I had wondered about that, uh, and I I even wondered if they're going to simulcast with Fox uh, up here. But from what I've heard, it's going to air live on Sportsnet, and if anything, Fox will show the Sportsnet feed in Canada. So uh, so that's going to happen. There was breaking news. We're doing this on September 25th. ITV, which is uh, the free-to-air network in the UK, they posted this on their ITV Wrestling Twitter today. Brady, put up that screenshot from ITV. It's a two-parter, and this is the first part. Announcement, ITV is to show brand-new weekly wrestling show, AEW Dynamite, on free-to-air television next month. Uh, the run will start a uh, full two-hour show on ITV4. Here's where it gets a little convoluted. On Sunday the 6th at 8.20 a.m., followed by a one-hour highlights program on ITV on Monday the 7th at 11.45 p.m. Put up the second one from ITV. Shows will run uh, sequ- sequentially leading up to pay-per-view events, including before uh, the November 9th full-gear pay-per-view, blah, blah, blah. As you can imagine, U.K. fans are pretty pissed about this, Sean knowing that they're going to have to wait four full days after uh, the live broadcast and then watch it at 8.20 a.m. on a Sunday. Now, Tony Khan, give him credit, he saw the, the, the backlash, and he immediately posted this on his Twitter. Put up Tony Khan's tweet. If you have it. Yeah, it's up. Yeah, or no, it's not up yet. I was no, looking I'm, at the other screen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for Brady to put it up. We can at least, we can just quote him. My God, it, it ain't hard to talk. There it is. He said, we'll work together to ensure there will always be a free-to-air broadcast of the most recent episode before pay-per-views. We'll soon be announcing a live viewing solution and many other countries for, uh, with great AEW fans. Now, for me personally, when I look at that and I see live viewing solution internationally, first thing I think of is streaming service. Fight, uh, probably. Maybe fight. And uh, now, uh, it should be noted that several UK fans responded to Tony Khan, and they all basically had the same theme, which was, I hope you don't have to pay for it. Because, yeah. no, I don't know if they're, if they're you know, maybe getting a little too greedy, some of these uh, some of these UK fans, but because IT4 is a free-to-air station. Fight just made an announcement a few minutes ago about it. That they're going to air it live? Uh, that there is, I mean, I haven't read the announcement, I just got the word. Okay. But, um, yeah, AEW's uh, weekly show Dynamite is coming to Fight TV. 
Fight is also introducing AEW Plus, a subscription service that will allow you to see every weekly show for four ninety nine a month. Um, yeah, I don't know if yeah, it will be a uh, Wednesday eight p.m. Eastern live broadcast for four ninety nine a month. There you go. So it, it will be a paid service. Uh, so I don't know if British fans are going to be uh, too too keen on that, but I'll tell you this: as a Canadian, because they have not yet announced their uh, their Canadian television deal, people still think it's going to be TSN, which makes perfect yeah. sense to me. But they haven't announced it yet, so as a Canadian, at least I have an option. I can understand UK fans being upset because AEW for months has teased a television deal on ITV4, only now to say, "Psych, it's going to it's going to come out four days later." But if you want to watch it uh, live, pay four ninety nine a month. I can understand them being upset about that, but yeah. uh, it is what it is, I guess. So uh, so next that, week, that was a big reason. Like when we launched Fightful Select, I was adamant to you. I was like, "Hey, I don't want to put anything that we've had for free behind that paywall." I don't want to make people think that we lured them in to all these shows just to switch them over there. That's why we have completely different content behind there, like Q&As and other show reviews and stuff like that. So I could kind of understand people being a little bit upset about that too. I can, and it's funny because when you think about BT Sport, WWE is going to be moving from Sky to BT Sport effective January. Uh, and I saw that there was a little bit of negative uh, backlash to that because BT Sport is a paid service. And a lot of people thought, I'm not going to pay for BT Sport specifically just to get WWE programming. But at least Raw and SmackDown are going to air live on BT Sport. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's going to be on a four-day delay on ITV4. And if you want it live, you got to pay for it. So I guess it's almost this, uh, uh, the similar situation. I'm assuming BT Sport probably costs more than four ninety nine a month. Uh, but yeah. otherwise, it's a similar situation, but I guess it is what it is. Let's talk about the impact thing. Um, and I already kind of mentioned it. So starting next Tuesday, they're going to begin airing pay-per-view events from 2019 every week. Then on October 22nd, they're going to air a preview show. And then starting October 29th, they're going to air their weekly show Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Smart move for Impact Wrestling. I think that was the most logical night. Uh, obviously, AEW wanted to do Tuesday night. They couldn't do it because of uh, NBA coverage on TNT. Tuesday is the way to go. There's going to be some fans, I think, that still might be looking for SmackDown on Tuesdays. So I think that's a smart move for them. Uh, now, the only caveat to this, and I actually wasn't aware of this until I read uh, Bixen Span's article. I didn't know that Access TV does not subscribe to Nielsen. Yes, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And so what that means is we're never going to really know the impact ratings on Access TV uh, aside from what they announce. And, you know, pro wrestling, what they announce does not necessarily mean anything, Sean. But yeah. but we're not going to have the Nielsen ratings on impact. So that's always going to be a little bit of a wrench in, when you're trying to determine, you know, the comparables between all the different companies. They, I mean, that, that's the thing. Uh, it's been hard to decipher those anyway, just based on what access is provided for New Japan. But also, they don't have a lot of ads on their channel for part partly for that reason they don't have nielsen they have i think some other service which is supposed to be more more accurate actually but yeah i i would this is me freestyling this is me speculating i would assume <clears throat> that at some point that might change because i can't imagine anthem wanting to just run sammy hagar concert commercials that are gonna for, for a show that it's gonna be on their own network all the time. I watch New Japan and I see that four times in an hour. And that's not an exaggeration. Yep. You'll see the same concert commercial four times in an hour. Did you ever uh, watch did you ever watch the Crackle app? 
Yes, I did. I watched Joe Dirt 2 on that app. Okay. Of course you <laughs> that's did. That's the only that's, – that's how it was distributed. So I watched uh, Jerry Seinfeld's show that, that's on Netflix now, uh, Comedians yeah. Driving Cars Having Coffee. Yeah. That started on Crackle, and uh, so I would watch Crackle for that, and it was the same thing. You would see the same exact commercial back to back to back to back uh, during breaks on, on the Seinfeld show. So it's kind of the same thing. I think that it will be different unless because, you know, of, of the deal with Steve Harvey, I question if it's going to be, okay, here's a game show hosted by Steve Harvey. Here's an hour of impact. Here's another game show hosted by Steve Harvey. Here's uh, women are wrestling. If they keep it, here's another game show hosted by Steve Harvey. So I don't know. But, but how does the cycle like just never, I mean, there's, I would imagine impact gets better viewership than women of wrestling so like what what are they doing are they just cycling through the content how are they getting paid outside of maybe uh, their the carriage that's it that's that's well they're they're gonna go for sponsors they're they're yeah i think they're gonna get sponsors oh yeah they're they're gonna try to ramp it up and and try to get actual advertisers for sure yeah but carriage fees i mean that i mean that's how espn made a lot of their money before cable cutters cord cutters started happening you the know? interview was another classic on Crackle Jimmy when they couldn't put it in theaters because they were afraid that the country was going to get nuked. Do you remember that? The Seth Rogen-James Franco yes, joint? that was on Crackle? They put that on Crackle. Really? Really? <laughs> only reason. And I think a couple weeks ago I watched like a movie that was only available on Crackle, like free streaming on there as well. Really? We have some uh, super chats. Rob says, Jimmy, would you ever promote an indie wrestling show again? No. I don't blame you. No. I don't blame you. Rob Wilkins says, "Just curious." That was me with the barber reference. Oh, Any was that or, okay? No, there were there were multiple. There were multiple things because I know that Chief put that out there too. And he says, "Any word on what's going on with Buddy Murphy? He's just not on the show. I don't think. I, I don't know of anything that's going on. I can find find out. He's actually Eric, on my list today. We're going to talk about it. Okay, Eric Brady says that Sean Ross Sapp is a bigger draw than Russo and Cornette because he's very tall. That is true. I am." exceptionally tall did you know that i need this gimmick to end but but keep going why why um, I've, I'm, I'm just keep continue listen my name is sean rossap and i am several feet tall all right anymore yeah and, and you can't <laughs> reach my hat it's cute yeah it's good you like that right yeah it's cute can i keep going with the list now or do you have more super chats you act like it's some inconvenience that people are giving us money. No, I just want to. I just want to change the subject from the tall shit. You can go. That, what? What is that supposed to mean? All right, back that to the list. Shit. Back to the list. So I I'm want gonna to... hit you with a big boot, followed by a choke slam, and you won't be laughing. Oh, are you really? Okay. Yes. I want to talk about the WWE Fox deal. Now I know you can relate to me on this, Sean. I know a lot of our viewers can relate too. When I was growing up as a wrestling fan. One thing that I had to get accustomed to was how the mainstream media was going to be so ignorant and so uninformed and so uneducated about pro wrestling. And when I was a kid, I was a big fan of Arsenio Hall, and I I was a big fan of Regis Philbin in part because they were respectful of pro wrestling. And Arsenio Hall had everybody on his show, and he knew about them. You know what I mean? He knew what yeah. was going on about them. And Regis Philbin used to have everybody on their morning show as well. And I used to like those guys because of the fact that here's some mainstream uh, media members that actually are respectful of pro wrestling. Most of the time you would get these local news anchors and stuff that didn't know anything about it. And they would make all these ton-in-cheek comments about it. And as a wrestling fan, for me, that would be very irritating. Here we are now in this era 
where WWE is going to be moving SmackDown to, to uh, Fox starting next Friday, October 4. And we're already starting to see the signs of this ignorance. In 2019, it still exists, even though you think that information is at people's fingertips now and it would only take five minutes to learn about wrestling and to learn about the physical toll it takes on their bodies to learn about the athleticism that's involved to learn about the sacrifice on their time and and uh, with their bodies but you're getting this 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 shit still and i want to talk about a couple of examples that just came up last thursday september 19 braun Strowman appeared in the broadcast booth during a major league baseball game on fox and uh, Keith Olbermann, who's an anchor for ESPN, posted this on Twitter. Put up Keith Olbermann's uh, thing. He said, you guys are kidding, right? And then he put a screen of uh, Braun in the broadcast booth. Fortunately, a ton of guys came to Braun Strowman's defense and to WWE's defense, and they kind of shit on Keith Olbermann, as they should. Then there was another one this past weekend. Rey Mysterio was at the Minnesota Vikings NFL game. Uh, and obviously he was there as an invited guest because he wore his mask and because they showed him on television with his name on the screen. So clearly he was there as an invited guest to promote the Fox WWE deal. Uh, the Fox broadcaster said something when Ray was on screen. I've got a little screen here that I, I gave to Brady. Can you put that one up? Oh, it's a video, right? Put up the video. Yeah. Ray, he's here. Look at him. He's in his, uh, he's in his mask. It's like a luchador. This is like a Nacho Libre. Again, this is 2019, Sean. And Fox, who is the employer, maybe not of uh, Olbermann, but he's the employer of that broadcaster, is putting up over $200 million a year for the rights to WWE. So you would think that these people would, number one, be a little more respectful, and number two, maybe take a few minutes and do a little bit of research. You could even Google wrestling and learn something in a couple of minutes. Instead, they come off like goofs. Uh, making uh, tongue-in-cheek comments like re referencing Rey Mysterio being Nacho Libre. I again, as a wrestling fan growing up, I've always dealt with this, and I'm kind of accustomed to it, but it's still unfortunate to me in 2019 that we gotta, got we got to watch this ignorant shit. Uh, what are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. One, Keith Olbermann was in a goddamn WWF Sports Center commercial 15 years ago with King Kong Bundy, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Paul Bear, all those people. You kidding me, Olbermann? All right, go back to posting the pictures of the dogs that need adopted. That's good stuff. That's what you should do. I didn't know he does that. Does he do that? Yeah, all kind of great stuff. Great okay. stuff. Gets a lot of dogs adopted that okay. need to be adopted. That's cool. Nacho Libre was 13 years ago. 13 years ago. And I had somebody say, oh, well, it's not their job to do this. It's not their job to promote WWE. Yeah, it is. You work for the company. That's, that's why they're doing the goddamn read. Yeah. If Jimmy... Hits me up tomorrow and says, all right, on the Friday SmackDown show, I need you to do a read or promote some of the other digital properties on the network. Or how about this? If Jimmy, my boss, wants me to promote a digital property that has nothing to do with us, that's what I do. That's what these people are doing. That's a part of the broadcast agreement that NFL and Fox have, have signed with. That's a part of the broadcaster's deal. Right. It's a part of all of it. Then, like, we, we talked about how they don't come prepared and all that. You got the Alex Rodriguez interview where Ugh. he called Triple H Dan and all that stuff. Orange and red. Oh, it's terrible. We are a channel under 20,000 subscriptions. When I was at Midtown last month, they there were people saying, do you want to interview this guy? And I said, yes, I would love to, but you need to give me about 20 minutes. Let me do my research before I do it. Send him up to the office after that. We'll do that interview. Show some respect to the people that you're interviewing. Don't go in there blind. I agree. I, you know, could I go through and bullshit somebody and not know anything? Of course I could. 
But is that what you want to do? No. Furthermore, why didn't they edit that out of the Triple H thing? Why? Like so much of that. Like when I watched that A Rod thing, he's like, like, like he he asked like he was asking a real. He acted like he was asking a real hard-hitting question. Yeah. Who's better, Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? Yeah. I was like – I was telling mm. I was telling a buddy about that the other day, and, and Alex Rodriguez was embarrassing in that interview because yeah. it was very – and did you notice at the end of the interview, he basically he, – he more or less said, okay, Hunter and Stephanie, time for you guys to fuck off because I got to go to the upfronts. Did you catch that? Yeah. At the end of it, he's like, okay, speaking of the upfronts, uh, he was basically saying fuck off because I want to go to the upfronts. He was an embarrassment. It was very obvious that he walked into the room and somebody handed him a sheet of paper with research yeah. with, with with research on it, and he spent the whole interview looking at it like this. You yeah, know? he was looking yeah. at it like this, and then, like you said, it'd be his turn for a question, and he would look at uh, Stephanie, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a really good question because he's really focused on this research." <laughs> and then he literally did. He looks at Stephanie, goes, "Who's better, Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan?" And, and I, I mean, was like, "Oh my goodness, man." The guy, just based on baseball salaries alone, made over $441 million. So what does he good, care? Good for him. No, I yeah. mean, I, I respect that he's trying to take that money sure. and, be, and become an entrepreneur. I respect that. But at least do a little bit of research about your, your subject instead of be walking honest, in blind. If I, get, if I get $441 million, I'm not going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, he didn't net $441 million. No, that's okay. That's that's his salary, and yeah. that's before endorsements. Yeah, that's before bonus. That's before all that, yeah. and any additional money that he's made. Yeah, good uh, for him. Tommy Walk says, like comparing the movie Waterboy to the Forty ers I don't know what that means. Tim Traver said, I only grew my hair out for six months. Got a long way to go. Uh, when I do cut my hair, I'll do a video on why, and I'm going to try to encourage some more people to do it. That makes me happy. Uh, people that tell me that they they're growing out their hair for that reason too, <clears throat> and that uh, this had a part to do with it. That's awesome. That makes me happy. We'll we'll talk more about the numbers later and and the the length and all that. But my God, the length of your hair, right? <laughs> well, you know. Okay, let's move on. I want length is important, Jimmy. All right. But, so but how are? I figured we'd talk more about how my hair performs. So uh, back to the Fox WWE deal. So according to AdAge, and I'm, I'm, you're going to see where I'm going with this point. According to AdAge, Fox has cut deals so far with 20 sponsors for time buys on SmackDown. Ooh. And uh, they're going to go beyond the typical paid units. I think they're going to do product placement stuff, and they're going to do tie-ins. They announced that Progressive Insurance is going to be the presenting sponsor next week. So, Ooh. yeah, so I, we'll see what that entails. And then they said that they've got key brands including Pizza Hut, Boost Mobile, Snickers, and Paramount. Uh, and there's a reason that I'm mentioning this. Because we're going to see the Snickers camera zoom. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, I want to I talk about something Cody Rhodes said. Uh, and uh, we've got the tweet. Brady, can you put up Cody Rhodes' tweet that I, that I gave you earlier? Yep. All right, so a fan asked Cody Rhodes, is this going to be PG? And Cody Rhodes responded and said, TV 14. Uh, there's a reason I want to mention this, and I've talked about this before. I talked about it in the past with Jeff Jarrett when he returned Impact Wrestling. It's very easy for a guy who is not spending a dime of his own money to make comments like that. Cody Rhodes is not going to have any say. And if TNT executives decide we have to do this PG because of sponsors, if Tony Khan decides we have to do this PG because of sponsors, they're going to be doing a PG. And so when I see things like Cody Rhodes, you know, making like it's his decision, TV 14. Why, 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 how did he make it seem like it was his decision? He just answered a question. Uh, 
He, he could have, if, if it was me, I would have said, no, you know, we're hoping for TV he, 14. We'll, is we'll he see supposed what... to go, Daddy Khan says TV 14? But Thank you, sire. He always positions himself in interviews like he's the decision maker. He does it all the time. He talked about Jericho's contract, Sean, oh. in interviews. He, sure. uh, he always positions himself like he's a decision maker. But the fact of the matter is, Eric Bischoff used to try to do that with WCW. Vince Russo used to try to do that with WCW. And what happened? As soon as Turner executives got involved, then they would kind of, you know, do a 180 and say, ah, it's uh, standards and practices. Jeff Jarrett went with Ed Nordholm all over the world saying, oh, we have all these grandiose plans and we're going to go international and we're going to do stuff in the UK. It's easy to say that when it's not your money. And it, with, was, it was less than a word of a tweet, though. It wasn't even a word. It's one of say- many examples. It's one of many examples. There have been many examples when Cody Rhodes has acted like the boss, talking about yeah. contracts of other talent members, Sean. He's done it many times. And so when I see stuff like that, it agitates me, knowing it's really not going to be his decision. Turner, TNT's doing this on a, on a rev split, right? They're doing it on a rev split. That means that if they don't get a progressive insurance, if they don't get a Pizza Hut, if they don't get a Boost Mobile, if they don't get a Snickers, if they don't have sponsors willing to come in unless they tow it down the product, do you think that Tony Khan or Cody Rhodes or anybody's going to say, well, tough shit, we're not towing down the product? You think they're going to say that? No, I don't no. think that at all. But no. he didn't say that. All he did was answer the question, hey, TV PG or TV 14. I get it, but you understand my point. My point is... He consistently talks like an owner. He consistently talks like the decision. Yeah, maker, he does. Right? He does, but I think that's a lot of perception. I think that's I, – I don't necess- – I mean I see what you mean, but I don't think that that tweet is an example of it. Uh, I mean if he went out and said, hey, you know what? We're TV 14, but if you want that TV MA dick – Go to BlueChew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. I'd understand your point. That would have been actually a very interesting response. If he went out there and said, if you want that rated R dong, go to BlueChew.com, use that code FIGHTFUL, I would get it. I would understand that NC-17 penis at BlueChew. And you know what? You you talk about TV ratings, you're going to get... Five stars, six stars, seven stars, wherever the <laughs> hell you go when you use BlueChew.com. It's got the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. <coughs> and that ain't making it onto a TV PG show or a TV 14 show because you'll be going at it all night. No no hard out. Well, there'll be some hard ends and some hard outs on that program, if you know what I'm saying. But it ships straight to your door, discreet package. You don't have to go to the doctor's. You do that all online. Blue Chew has approved doctors ready to prescribe this for you. You want to know what the qualifications are? Do you got a dick? If you do, you probably qualify for BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. And it's free. Use that code Fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Like I said, it, it, the mailman's not going to know. that Your doctor up the road's not going to know. Just that one online. Who's like, you know what? I'm ready to give this person their uh, TVMA dick. And hey, if, if you're into that type of thing, maybe 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maybe they'll give you their TVMA dick, too. I don't know what these doctors do. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Do you say that women aren't qualified to to get Blue Chew? Like, maybe for their man or something? Don't think that it works like that. It's a prescription, Jimmy. It's like, oh, hey, do you want to go to the doctor and get some Xanax for your friend? It doesn't work like that with prescriptions. Ah, okay. Well, you mentioned readings during that plug. And yeah. that was a perfect kind of unplanned segue on your part because I want to talk about ratings. Okay. Uh, last week, NXT debuted on USA. They did 1.179 million viewers and a 0.43 rating in the 1849 demo. It was good for number four for the night on uh, on cable for USA. When you compare that to the week before, Sean, which would have been the September 11 uh, night of the week, USA didn't even show up until number 41. On yeah. uh, on September 11, and that was for an episode of Suits, and that episode of Suits did 965,000 viewers and a 0.15 in the 18-49 demo. So uh, you think they're happy with NXT? Yeah, I think they're probably happy with NXT. I put together oh, yeah. I put together this little graphic that I want to show you. All of this comes from Showbuzz Daily because I wanted to do a comparison between NXT last week and and uh, WWE television last week. Uh, Brady put up that little graphic. This is again from Showbuzz Daily. Now this is this is basically how uh, how they they look at the breakdown. The very last column is the viewership. Yes, but as you can see, they always rank it based on the first column. Disregard the uh, the numbers on the far left. I should have gotten rid of that because that that's uh, based on what night. So forget that that column. But they always rank it by the eighteen to forty nine demo, which is the first column in uh, in yellow there. And when you look at this NXT, I mean, obviously the demo rating is lower because the viewership was lower. But when you look at the demos, they're pretty much right in line with uh, with Raw and SmackDown. In terms of men, 18 to 49 is the highest. Um, men and women, 25 to 54, does a pretty good rating. 50 plus, which is obviously always a concern to WWE, does a high rating. Look at the WWE Raw numbers in 50 plus, Sean. Yeah. You know, obviously we always talk about how they're skewing older and how that's kind of an issue when 18 to 49 is your target. But WWE still does a really good number in that. 0.76 is a really solid number. I still wonder how accurate that is because, I mean... <laughs> Older people are less likely to watch via other means. Right, you're right. Like DVR than, than or television. whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, promising numbers, good numbers. I think they're I, pretty I, good numbers. And and I want to talk to you about, and again, I know we still have a week before the wrestling war. What are your predictions for AEW's first show on TNT? And what are your predictions for SmackDown's first show on Fox next week? I think SmackDown will see a big bump. I think we might actually see them hit three million on Friday, with Brock and all that stuff and being on Fox. But that's just a shot in the dark. Uh, it's not it's hardly an educated view. NXT next week, I'm interested. I think that NXT's viewership head to head with AEW will either increase or decrease by ten to fifteen percent. I just don't know which. I don't know how the viewing habits these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that's not my area of expertise anyway. Uh, AEW. I think if they hit one million, 
they'd be good. I saw somebody saying like their uh, Friday night 10 p.m. thing did like 400,000. That was just something on Twitter. I don't know if I saw that right. But if that's the case, I would expect them to easily do a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, that would be would be really great. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, AEW is going to do, I think, between 700,000 and a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some people, and, and this is one thing I think that we need to kind of you know remind people about. I saw some comments on Twitter where people were predicting AEW was going to do 2 million plus. Uh, and I think people wow. need, I think people need to understand, even though they sold out those those live events really quickly and everything, the people that that sold that bought those tickets and sold out those shows in thirty minutes or whatever it was, those were traveling fans from around the world. Yes, uh, and people need to understand that now the AEW shows are not selling out instantly right now, correct? Because the traveling fans aren't going to go to every show, meaning that you have to rely on your local market to sell a show. When you, to me, the only thing that you can look at to gauge viewership is YouTube because you can't look at pay-per-view for, say, All Out or whatever because those are international numbers most, you know, for the most part on, on Fight TV or, or whatever apps. YouTube, to me, is the, is the only gauge, and even that is difficult because I haven't seen a demographic breakdown yes. for, for YouTube. But when you look at that, and it's free to air, and, and uh, so I think, again, it's easier to compare YouTube than it is pay-per-view because it's free to air. I think a million is going to be a, a, a high mark for the first show. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a good number. Like, like if it they is. if they do a million, they're top five for the night. Yeah. So, but I I think that if if you know because we've talked about how there's a lot of pro WWE people that shit on AEW, there's a lot of pro AEW people that shit on WWE. But you have to keep perspective. A million is a good number, and if you think top five for a rev split show, I mean they're covering production cross, yeah, cost, but yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. I don't have a segue for this. Here's Samoa Joe. off it's back okay audio didn't work there you all can listen to the interview youtube.com slash fightful apologies to our audio listeners uh for for the issues but eh, you have it free content (laughs) exactly some more why don't (laughs) exactly and like sean said it's on youtube it's on fightful.com and it's an interesting interview samoa joe talks about how this man didn't want him straight Uh, up said vince mcmahon was vehemently against right Signing him. Yep. I want to ask you a couple of things about WWE television this week. Uh, the first is Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. So next week for the debut of SmackDown on Fox, they're going to do a career versus career ladder match. Here's my question. Do you think there's any possibility Kevin Owens loses and either gets drafted to Raw or goes to NXT? Or do you think that this is going to be a reason to get Shane off television? I think it could be both. And it's just, again, just my my assumption, my speculation. I can see the positives and negatives to that. Shane McMahon on Fox, whether people like it or not, is a, is a face familiar to people who watched 20 years ago that might not be watching today. It's true. Um, could they scale him back? Sure. But 
I, I don't think it's nearly as bad about Shane being all over the show as it, as it once was. He's on like one or two segments. That's it. That's okay to me. Kevin Owens to NXT, that would be a big shot in the arm. I think so too. I agree. And and I, I what would it hurt? He would probably love it getting to stay in Florida. Yeah. Shit. I think he would. <laughs> like, can you imagine Kevin Owens' Velveteen Dream? Yeah. I'd love to see that Kevin match. Owens. Sorry, like, you, I, you, you cut out. Say that again. Kevin Owens and Adam Cole. Kevin yeah. Owens and Matt Riddle. Kevin oh, Owens that'd and be all ama- these. That'd be amazing. Like be matches amazing. that we, we've not seen in WWE. And yes. when Kevin Owens was leaving NXT, there was a little bit of a different profile of wrestler there still. There was the kind that you could tell that WWE wanted to recreate in their own image type of thing. Mm. I mean, Finn Balor, I, he's not like super worker or anything, but had some good matches with Owens. I think Owens would fit right in with these people. He'd get to stay home more. And if they want him to come go do weekend live events on the main roster, he still could. What the hell is keeping them from doing that? You're right. I mean, he was fired, and yet he was doing the live events. Yeah. So, yeah, they could very easily do that. I agree. Uh, PW Insider reports that 205 Live is going to move to Fridays uh, with SmackDown moving to Fridays, and it's going to take place for the network uh, prior to SmackDown. Why not? Prior? Yeah, I think so. I think they're doing it prior to SmackDown. That's what I read. That would be good. That would be great. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe look it up, but I thought that's what I read. But here's my question for you. We, we've talked about how they should quietly end 205 Live and merge it with yeah. NXT. Do you think that they're deciding to keep it going because they're just looking to keep network content? Yes. That's minutes what? watched. That's the important metric to them. That's what they always say. Minutes watched. Minutes watched. And I, I'll tell you what. There are sometimes when I look at our analytics, <laughs> I'm like, how do we have that many minutes watched? It's because it's... It's such a useless thing, except when you're, you're you're wanting to throw out something fancy there. Honestly, I can tell you, no advertiser has ever asked me how many minutes watch they have, how many minutes watch we have. They asked views, downloads, listens, uh, social media numbers, stuff like that. They never have asked me minutes watched, and we go based on flat rates here. I don't, we don't like to do the affiliate gimmicks and all that. Flat rates based on all that. I know things are much different in other businesses and things, but I like, it's something that they like to throw out there because we can't track it for one. Yeah. That's... But I, I think they did it as a spin because their metrics have been down across the board. Mm-hmm. Right. And because they have yeah. shared, they have shareholders to answer to. So I think that they're out there like George Barrios is out there knowing that their popularity is eroded, knowing the numbers are down across the board. Oh no, things are good because we only care about minutes watched. Yes. Bullshit. You know, but yes. all right. Uh, now, next week is going to be Raw's quote-unquote season premiere. Uh, and uh, I want to ask you uh, two things about this. The first is Seth Rollins is going to defend the Universal title against Rey Mysterio. Rey won a fatal five-way on Raw this week to earn the right. I understand the story with Rey, the story about how he was going to, you know, thinking about giving it up and decided to give it another go, and now he won a big match and he's getting a title shot, and it's a feel-good story. I get all of that. Do you think this is the wrong time to do it? Because Seth Rollins is defending the title against Bray Wyatt at Hell in a Cell. And so it's, I think the chances are slim and none that Rey Mysterio beats Seth Rollins because Seth's already waist deep in the story with Bray Wyatt. Do you think this is the wrong time to do it? Or do you think, no, it's, it's still a good feel-good good, feel good story with Rey and whatever? I think Rey could win the title and either lose it to Bray or if they— because Nikita Krylov fan hit me up and he was like, is Rollins facing Bray no matter what? And I'm like, I don't know. He was like, they made it seem like that, so I don't doubt that they'll pull a bait and switch there and keep Rollins versus Bray, even if Ray wins the title. 
and I don't expect Ray to be a champion for any longer than a week or two anyway. Like, mm. I feel like some trickery is is afoot here. And this, again, I, I got to say, my speculation, so some shitty website doesn't aggregate it, but, like, I could see them pulling a little bit of a switch here because of how we've <laughs> talked about them backing or booking themselves into a corner with The Fiend. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Rollins is going to retain, and I, I think they're going to go with the title match at, uh, at Hell in a Cell. Uh, brings me to my next point. So last weekend, they had uh, live events in Calgary and in Edmonton on, uh, I don't know if it was a Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, but they had live events yeah. in Alberta. And for the first time, they did Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins because obviously they want to get the match down and everything. I was a little bit you know, suspicious on how they would put the match together. Now, granted, a regular match and a Hell in a Cell match are different, but I thought they put the match together pretty well. Like, I thought yeah. Bray looked really strong. For anybody that hasn't seen it, it's on YouTube. I put the link on uh, our Twitter because who knows how long it'll be up. But the whole match, somebody actually filmed the entire match in Calgary, and they did a pretty damn good job filming it. And so uh, you can see it there. Bray looked really strong. He took several curb stops. He no-sold a bunch of them. Uh, I think it ended up going, was it a DQ? Because he wouldn't let the mandible claw go in the corner. So it ended up going to a DQ. And uh, I thought they put, together, put it together pretty good. What do you think? Uh, I did too, and man, it, the the fortunately the number of people that see that is such a negligible percentage, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter. They can do something different. All I gotta say is, man, I do not miss trying to sift through like crowd cam footage from the '90s. How did people like snuck VHS recorders in? Yeah, they did. They were not small. No, they were very big, like the Click reunion. Yes, like or the guy uh, had the a curtain v- call. Yeah, yeah, he had like a VH the, tape, VHS tape in the thing. Like I just imagine, like <laughs> he had a show. Yeah, yeah. Like it's hard to hide that man. Like nowadays, you can just go. Yeah, like I that. Will, I will say this, Sean. I will say this. Not that I'm going to question security at Madison Square Garden during the curtain call. I yeah. was I was at Game Five of the NBA Finals in Toronto between the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, uh, and friends of mine were there too, and they were sitting a little higher up than me in uh, in, in the lower bowl. They told me during intermission. And during intermission, we went and grabbed a beer together. They told me during intermission that there were people in their in their section smoking, and I was like, "What? Like, how does security not catch that?" And they said, well, "Vaping or smoking? Uh, they were uh, uh, marijuana. They're smoking marijuana." Oh wow! Yeah, Amazing. and I and I, I thought to myself, how, where the hell was security? How did they let the this NBA go? game? It's an NBA game, Jimmy. I love it. Well, they said they said that they didn't see any security. So my point is, maybe Buddy during the curtain call, whenever the hell that was, ninety six, was able to basically be like this because there was no security around him. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I love it. You I think? Love it. Uh, you think next week Bray Wyatt is going to take out Hulk Hogan and or Ric Flair? I hope so. I hope he takes out both of them. Yeah. Do it's, the old... It sure sounds like that's that's the plan. It sounds like... I, I, because when, when Hogan and Flair are already announced for the first SmackDown on Fox, because they're going to do the little uh, yes. reunion, they're already announced for that. Why would you waste that by having them on Raw unless you're going to feed them to Bray Wyatt? Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. I admittedly did not realize how many people he's put out with that mandible claw until the Firefly Funhouse, which apologies for on the podcast Monday, guys. I said that there wasn't a Firefly Funhouse. There was. It was a very good one. Had all the pictures on the wall. Um, it, I didn't realize. I mean, Angle and Balor and Foley and, and all these people. Yeah, Jerry Lawler, yep. Yeah, tons of them. And yeah. I love that because 
when that happens to you, unless you're Braun or Seth, active members of the roster, you're gone. You're just gone. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's a perfect move for him. Yeah, I do perfect too. Perfect move. Yep. Okay, let's go to Stupid People, Brady. Stupid people is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. And the new segment we came up with is Stupid People. Stupid people, stupid people. Duh. Okay, Sean, this first one you might have heard of because it went viral, and it's unbelievably ridiculous. It was reported by KOMO New Seattle on September 20. So there's an 11-year-old boy at a Bellingham, Washington. His name is Lucas Goodwin, and he goes to a school called Whatcom Middle School. All right? By the way, our feed froze. Did it? Mm-hmm. So no one can see this right now? Nope. Really? What was going it's, on this week? It's apparent, uh, they said... Uh, a lot of people are saying reload, but yeah, frozen, frozen feed right now. No one can see anything right now. No, that's weird on the, uh, are we recording? Like, should I continue? It's recording. Okay. Well then I'm going to continue and then I guess we'll have to figure it out. All right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. So anyway, 11 year old Lucas Goodwin out of, uh, Bellingham, Washington, he has autism and an autoimmune disorder and he does best in a quiet place. All right. So his mother spoke to his teacher, and his teacher said, I have a solution for Lucas. Bring him on into school, and I have a solution. What do you think the solution was? Oh, God, I don't want to speculate with that. Uh, I hope Brady's able to grab this media. They set up his desk in the bathroom, put up the picture. Uh, look at this. They, oh. they literally did this. They put his desk over a toilet, as you can see. And they also put a camping uh, mat on the floor in case he wanted to take a nap on the bathroom floor. They did this. The teacher actually decided this was a good idea. So uh, Lucas's mother pulled her son out of school, filed a complaint. A rep for the school said, quote, We have taken immediate steps to remove the desk depicted in the photo and ensure that this space is not used as a learning space. Yeah, yeah, the desk, that's the problem. The desk was the problem. My my wife is, as you know, is like finishing up her her student teaching for special education, and she deals with some kids that are a lot easier to deal with than others. And I've been on a lot of ends of that. I've been a really good student. I've been a really bad student. And I'll like kind of tell her some things that make kids feel included, not included. She didn't go through that. She was a good student, model student all the way. I can tell you what doesn't help isolating a kid like that with special needs. That is so fucking stupid. Especially in a bathroom. Yes. And you know what's amazing? How many people have you come across in life, especially in, you know, in important positions, and you ask yourself, how the hell did you get this job? You know what I mean? I've come across a lot of people like that. I've come across bankers and accountants and lawyers and and people where I just think to myself, how did you get this job? Because you were a fucking moron. This teacher, and they didn't name the teacher, this teacher fits the bill that decided to put an 11-year-old in the bathroom, put the desk over the toilet. It's unbelievable. Yeah, just don't tell Melissa how we talk about her behind her back. This next one was reported by KAIT8 out of Jonesboro, Arkansas on September 20th. So there's a 47-year-old man named Charles Lancaster. 
Yes. He decided to break into somebody's house early one morning. All right. Oh boy. The homeowner is an elderly, elderly uh, gentleman. He was upstairs and he heard the commotion. He came downstairs and he found Mr. Lancaster making himself at home. He was ma- fixing something to eat, just having a grand old time. The elderly gentleman told him to leave. And, yeah. And Mr. Charles Lancaster ignored him. So the homeowner then pulled out a gun and pointed it at uh, at Mr. Lancaster. And Mr. Lancaster allegedly said, quote, give me the gun before you hurt yourself, old man. What happened next? Oh, he got he shot. He dead. He, he died. He got he shot. Died. He got shot. Did he, he die? No, he did not die. Uh, homeowner called police after he shot him. Officers showed up. Mr. Lancaster was across the street, the street with a gunshot wound to the leg. He was taken to the hospital, treated for his injuries, and charged with residential burglary. Imagine someone points a gun at you and you basically say, bring it. When you Some broke, balls. When you broke it to their home, John. Some balls on that guy. Unbelievable. Rocking, Unbelievable. A, rocking a set of plums, that fella. I'm glad you said that because that segues to the SRS file, Sean. Reported by ScienceDirect.com in their November 29 issue, which is volume 27. There is a 45-year-old man from the South Pacific. And he had to be put in ICU. He had to be given antibiotics, and eventually he had to undergo plastic surgery. Why, Sean? Stream is he back. ironed his face. He self-administered injections of petroleum jelly to the shaft of his penis in an attempt to make it bigger. So Vaseline. Vaseline in an attempt to make it bigger. And you know what happened, Sean? It caused it, it cut. <laughs> It caused swelling and bleeding. So it worked. Uh, well, then the skin started to rot. Oh. And then he developed gangrene, which is life-threatening. It was a life-threatening skin-eating infection called Fournier, Fournier's uh, gangrene. They had, to cut, they had to cut away most of his scrotum. <gasps> then he had to undergo multiple skin grafts. He spent a month in the hospital. Uh, he survived. His penis is not any bigger. And that's what happened. It's not worth it to play around. It's not worth with it. Your pain like that. It's not Doing worth it. Doing science projects on your dick is not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not. Uh, I want to. I want to do a plug real quick. So after this, if you're a FIFOSelect.com subscriber, go to FIFOSelect. We're going to do the list goes on, and on the list goes on, we're going to talk about WWE's inability to build baby faces. We're going to talk about Lacey Evans. We're going to talk about Orange Cassidy and some other stuff. So go to FIFOSelect.com afterwards, and you can get that. I want to admit something to you, Sean. Okay. I had never heard of Kishin Liger uh, until I saw the footage from last week. And last week in New Japan did a show called Destruction in Kobe. uh, And Jushin Thunder Liger did a spot with uh, Minoru Suzuki where he brought out Kishin Liger. I had never heard of Kishin Liger before. Uh, Apparently, he first brought out this character in 1996 when he wrestled the great Muda. In that situation, Muda still won the match because I looked it up on YouTube. Uh, We have a photo from this past weekend's uh, Destruction of Kobe show of Jushin Thunder Liger when he tore off the mask to reveal Kishin Liger. Put up that photo. Look at that, Sean. Awesome. Doesn't that look amazing? Especially, love it. especially like the 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 way he contorted his face into a frown and everything. Yeah, like wow. He, you know what he looks like, and I know that you're not a Star Wars fan. He looks like Darth Vader when uh, they took the mask off of him yeah. before he died. 
Yeah. That's what he looks like. I know he was going for the Joker. I love it. Man, I never heard of it. So uh, when I looked up the Great Muda match, they did the same spot with the spike during the Great yeah. Muda match where he ran at the Great Muda with the spike. Muda moves. The spike gets stuck in a table that they had yeah. propped up in the corner. He did the exact same thing with Minoru Suzuki last weekend. Interesting. How many times has I he brought it. this character out? More than the a two f- times? Uh, a few, uh, but <clears throat> I love it because, I mean, hey, it, somebody got people on my Q&A asking about, like, who would – like, would you do Kishin Liger and The Fiend? I'm like, that's, that sounds like a cool idea, like, for a an interpromotional dream match is, is those two. But they're doing this because of the, the uh, retirement tour that Liger is on, but – yeah. Man, I love it. But yeah, it's it's happened a couple times. Okay. Uh, there's there's a good uh, New Japan article about the times that it came out. Like the first one, I think it was October '96. The Great Muda one, right? Yeah, and I I think I think maybe '04, '06, and maybe a couple other times. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. I had just never seen that before, and I, I thought it was cool seeing uh, Jushin Thunder Liger rip off the mask yeah. like that. I think it was cool. Yeah. Um, November 2nd at UFC 244. Anybody that's not a UFC fan, there's gonna be, this is at Madison Square Garden. There's going to be a fight between Nate Diaz and uh, Jorge Masvidal, uh, and they're going to fight over what they're calling the BMF title, basically the bad motherfucker title. And I love it. The UFC has uh, announced that The Rock – is going to be appearing at UFC 244, and he's going to present shit, the belt. Shit, he announced it himself, and they were just like, yeah, please. Yeah, he said he wanted, to, he wanted to be there. So he's going to present the belt to the winner. I have not heard a peep about The Rock being at the SmackDown debut on Fox next week, even though they're going to be at Staples Center in L.A. Haven't heard a peep. Have you heard anything? Nope. Huh. Nope, not a thing. Haven't heard a thing yet. Um I don't know. I mean, here you would think that they would announce that. Yeah, no, maybe. I mean, maybe he's not going to be there. But you would think because it's Staples Center and because he coined the term SmackDown, you would think that he'd be there for that. But uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm a little yeah. surprised. I thought he would be for sure. Yeah, I, I did too. Especially yeah. with the program that bears his name. I mean, he even did the, uh, or at least the via satellite video. I mean, even for the 10th anniversary <laughs> of SmackDown in '09, he did like. The video where he was in front of his belt case and all that stuff. Yes, yes. And I remember back then that was like, whoa, okay, we haven't seen him in several years. Yes. So hopefully he does something. I, I think he should. I mean, it bear it bears the name of the catchphrase that he started. Yeah, that's exactly right. SmackDown Hotel. You know, it's in the it's in the freaking dictionary because of him. Yeah, and and I've I've heard it used like in movies now, pop culture. Yeah. You know. Okay, it's time for the surprise, Sean. Now, uh, Sean, Ra- Sean Ross Sapp is going to play dumb to this, all right? Sean okay. Ross Sapp is going to pretend that he has no clue what I'm talking about, and you're going to see I don't know in a what you're talking about well, right I'm gonna, now. I'm going to explain, but he's going to pretend he doesn't know what I'm talking about. So, Sean Ross Sapp, I have decided to release the classified footage. I've decided to release it. And you see his face. He's playing dumb like I said he would. He's, pre- he's pretending he doesn't know what I'm talking about, oh, just God. like I, he said he would. Oh, so. Geez. I have uh, some news for people. A third match exists 
between the Ewing Express, Sean Ross Sapp, and Latina Heat Melissa, the current Fightful champion. I don't have a, a goddamn clue. You see what, what I'm talking is. about? I told you he was going to do this. A third match exists, and when this match occurred, Sean Ross Sapp wanted me to declassify it. He wanted it to be locked in a vault somewhere. He wanted it to not see the light of day. I uh, took some time to think about it. Suck ass. I took some time to think about it, and I decided that for the viewers of the list and your boy, for the Fightful Select subscribers, for the Fightful.com visitors, that I should do you the solid of revealing this match. I've decided to declassify it. Get paid enough for this shit. And so we are going to go off the air today with the yeah. third matchup between Sean Ross Sapp and Melissa for the Fightful Championship. We're going off the air with this. Hopefully the sound yeah. works, Brady. Hopefully the I sound works. It worked before. <laughs> okay, if the sound doesn't work, I will put it up on uh, on YouTube, and so you can go to youtube.com slash Fightful, and you'll see the matchup. Here it is. We're ending the show. We'll see you next week, and again, go to Fightful Select for the list goes on so for more stupid. topics after this. Match so number dumb. three for the Fightful Championship, Sean Rossat, Melissa. Go to the footage, Brady. What the fuck is this? I can't believe you're here, Melissa. Look at this gold. I think maybe you should wear this around less. Oh my God. I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to hit a woman. I'm not afraid of losing to a girl. That's it. I'm just saying we don't have to fight. I'm here to make this better for everyone. My quality of life will confuse you. You need to sit down. Oh my god! I have truly been humbled, Melissa. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcasts, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.